Is that for Tay Mosher? He looked a little thunderstruck late in that game yesterday. He looked a little shook. A little shook, bless his heart. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Uh, Patrick Johnson Show. What a day it has been. This has been uh, weather-wise just bleh, such a dreary, cold day. And uh, I guess we've needed the rain, but gosh, oh, just makes you appreciate the, the weather we've had. Ben Byram back uh, in the studio here today. Hey, Ben. Ben. Benjamin, how's it going? It's going well. You know, a little part basketball. You know, I'm like the ultimate part basketball aficionado around here in these parts. So, you know, I was hoping <laughs> to see him get the win last night. Uh, a little interesting there at the end. A little bit fun to watch. Apparently someone's lip got busted. But, uh, yeah, it was a little scrappy. Uh, very entertaining. Mosher's uh, lip got busted when he dri- dribbled the ball along the sideline. And what would be uh, assault in most jurisdictions yeah. occurred, and uh, they were the referees were ready to get out. The referees at that point, we've we've gotten this thing over with. It's time to get out of here and collect our check. Maybe that and, explains the uh, turnovers there. Hopefully. Well, I mean, let's look at it. Central or A and T kept their starters in. I mean, they, those guys are they didn't back down. They weren't scared, and you know these. Guys came in. And, and, I mean, this is the thing, Ben. Also, intern Courtney here today. We'll get to you in a minute, intern Courtney. But I mean, here's the thing. When you're those guys coming in off the bench like that, and I'm not trying to disrespect them because they work really no, hard. Yeah, and, yeah, obviously. And like Javal, Javon Small is going to be a really good player. I think the Reyes kid could be a really good player. I, you know, even though Mosher, that was not the greatest moment in his life, he can shoot it. Oh, yeah. And... You know, the, the Kelly kid is a walk-on. He's a great kid and, you know, just works really hard. So they're in there, and it's not like, you know, those guys come in in that kind of juncture in the game, and you know what they're thinking. Oh, the game's over. I'm just going to come in and jack up some shots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or that, or they're thinking too much about it. They're overthinking it. Well, no, I don't think that. I think any time a guy that doesn't play a whole lot gets in, they're thinking, all right, well, the game's over. It's decided. I'm going to come in and shoot. Because, I mean, the, for all intents and purposes, the game was over. Yeah. And then they went on a crazy 8-0 run. And then, you know, Dooley put his starters back in. And, boy, how how big was that little free throw at the end for the oh, entertainment yeah. purposes only <laughs> that pushed it over the uh, 10 and a half? So, I mean, that was... We're not quite then, a betting state yet, but I heard some people in the arena that were excited about that. So. Yeah, I, I heard some too. Heard some too afterwards. And then my guy Vance Jackson rolled the ball over and uh, towards the bench. And the guy on the A&T bench rifles it back across the court. And, you know, they're, we're, they're telling me what we're going to do, which we're going to interview Jackson. They're like, all right, let's roll the break. Let's, And I'm waiting to see if something's going to happen because that's a – that's a pretty gutsy move to be in a visiting arena and rifle the basketball across the court. Oh, yeah. So I thought, oh, we might have a little fireworks display here. But thankfully, we didn't, and cooler heads prevailed. I think uh, that was fun last night, though. It was a good win for I, – I know you're kind of meh, but you're meh about everything. Yeah, I'm the, th- yeah. Yeah. I'm the half, half empty, empty guy. guy, yeah. Yeah, you are. You are. Uh, but I thought that was a good win last night. You didn't have Luigi. You still don't have Zoe Frank. 
I thought that was a good win last night. Let me play a quick cut here uh, from what Joe Dooley had to say. We'll have uh, more in our pirate report. Some good things, some bad things. I mean, we, we didn't get off to a great start. I, I didn't think that we matched our energy. Or I thought A&T had great energy, great pop, uh, especially on the offensive glass, which bothered us. I thought our first shot defense was good, uh, but it was transition second shots that bothered us in the second half, in the first half. And I thought we tightened it up halftime in the second half. and. Got in a little bit of an offensive rhythm and moved the ball around and, uh, you know, got control. More from uh, Dooley and Vance Jackson, who had 23 points. 20 for J.J. Uh, Miles out of Northampton County. Shout out, McGee on sports, Northampton County. He was telling me I need to give a Northampton County shout out. Uh, and I said, well, if he, he continues to play like this, I'll shout out anything he wants. But, uh. Nice uh, four in double figures. And, uh, again, a year to the day last night that uh, J.J. Miles scored his career high in the overtime win against Wilmington. He had 20 last night. So that was good. The big news of the day uh, is Tiger's back. And we're going to talk to Brian Mull about that. We'll also get Brian's thoughts on the uh, Pirates game last night. Uh, College insider, Blue Ribbon. Uh, writing for Kyle about college basketball, Paul, part of the Joe Lenardi team, our pal Brian Mull, kind of a, an analytics nerd in his own right, and then obviously covers the PGA Tour. So we'll talk to Mull about that. But that's the big story in my mind today. Think about that, Ben. Think about where we were last week when Tiger's doing all this media, and the discussion has to do with they were talking about amputating my leg. Yeah, we and thought now, Tiger was never going to play again after that accident. Right. Like, there was no chance that he plays again, and now he's back. I know it's an unofficial event with his son, but still, that's that, that's baby steps. That's a step in the right direction. Who knows? Maybe we'll see him on the tour again here soon. And that's well, good. When, when Tiger Woods is on the tour, even if he's not as good as he once was, that's good for the sport of golf. He's playing televised golf in what is kind of a father-son exhibition. He's, and, I, and I believe, and I will ask Brian this, I, I think if his kid were not involved, we wouldn't see him in any kind of semi-competitive or competitive situation. And I, I'll ask Brian this, too. I'm sure they, I mean, because you have older guys, Lee Trevino's played in this, so I'm, I'm sure they hit, they make some kind of concession for getting around the course. They can't expect Tiger to walk 18, right? I mean, they'll give him a cart. But Tiger said last week it's like a hit and giggle thing. He can play in that. So we're going to find out next week. I think that's great. And I'm like you, Ben. I think that's the best thing for golf. I mean, that's a huge, huge deal. And you look at where he was uh, a week ago, just unveiling, you know, this great perspective that, hey, I, you know, I could have died. I could have uh, wound up. Uh, in a situation where my leg was amputated. We've gone from that to he's going to play golf next weekend. And I think that's a good – or next week. I think that's a good thing. Uh, Intern – yeah, go ahead, Ben. I was saying that's not only huge for golf, but that's huge for sports as a whole. Like when you talk about like all-time greats and the goat of goats, I mean, Tiger Woods is up there for like the likes of Michael Jordan and whatnot. So he's – I mean, that's huge. All right, Courtney – intern Courtney, who is really more than an intern, but – She's was under the weather last week. Courtney, you feeling better? You you had the flu. I don't want to put your business in the street, but you had the flu, right? Okay. And you got the flu how? 
you drank after someone, like a six-year-old. Okay. Courtney, Courtney, by the way, if you were watching the game last night on ESPN Plus, she was running the main camera. That's how that's how talented Courtney is. So the, Courtney's no dummy. They just don't let someone who's a dummy run the main camera. Right. But you did something that was quite dummy by drinking after someone like a six-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. And then... Uh, this revelation came about as we were just discussing this before the show. Ben, you do this regularly? You drink after people? I wouldn't say regularly. It depends on the person. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying I don't mind. <laughs> Courtney in the background say regular. I mean, do you, like, 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 uh, hey, let me have a sip of that so I can wet my whistle. Or, yeah, I, mean, I, need yeah. to take it, I need to take an aspirin. Let me have a sip of your... Uh, your soda there. I yeah, mean, something it's not like a big th- deal. Yeah, strengthens the, the immune system there. Are these family members or just like randos? Uh, sometimes it's friends. Sometimes it's family members. You know, it doesn't 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 matter. I, I take it as maybe they feel disrespected if they offer me a drink of their drink and I don't drink minute. it. I, I take Who it as wants- a sign of uh, like I'm disrespecting this person. I think you need to take it as a sign your friends are mental. They you would let someone? Would you offer someone to drink after you? I don't normally do it, but I mean, if somebody said, hey, can I get a sip of that real quick? I'd say, yeah, sure. Why not, buddy? You know what I would do? Take one more sip and hand it to him and say, take it. Just chug the rest of it. and like, Yeah, yeah, this what? is yours. I don't <laughs> want, look, do you double dip? Are you an advocate of double dipping? No, no, it's it's weird. I, like, uh, most of the time when you double dip, you're dealing with some kind of dip or uh, some kind of nacho cheese or hey, something. Ben, and nacho ben? cheese makes me think of like mucus or something. I don't know. I just don't, I don't like it. I don't, I, I don't know. Double dipping's weird to me. Ben? Yeah. Thus the name, dip is in the name, so you would think a dip's involved. Yes. Yeah, obviously, dip, yes. yeah. So, like, if you were if you were in a communal setting and you got a, let's say there was some ranch dip and a carrot, is that, are you down with that? And you dip the carrot in to get a little ranch and took a bite, would you dip the carrot back in? No. Okay. Absolutely what not, if, no. What if Courtney were in the same social setting and, you, and she did that? What would you do? Well, I just won't eat any of the carrots and ranch anymore, which I wasn't going to touch anyways. If anybody brings that to the party or the social event, I'm throwing it out the window. Don't bring a vegetable plate. Okay. Well, vegetable plate's good, so I I respectfully disagree. But here's what I'm trying to figure. You will drink after some complete unknown. I won't drink the whole thing. Just a sip or something every once in a while is fine, I think. I don't. Look, Courtney got the flu. We thought she was going to die because of it. I, I, she may, thought she was gonna maybe die. I just got a healthier immune system, you know. I'm a strapping young lad. This is Ben. Do you understand how? I'm just saying it's a mental thing. It's just a preference. I don't oh, know. No. Just eating oh, after no. people is just is just weird to me. It freaks me out. But I don't mind like maybe taking a sip after somebody. Ah, uh, see, their mouth's been there, Ben. I I I don't get it. I do not get it. See. Ben, I have always been terrified. Let me tell you a story. A little story time with Uncle Peter. Oh, I know. I know. You are a germaphobe. I mean, this isn't a revelation of recent times. I've been terrified for years. So we went to ECU Steve Logan football camp when I was like in middle school, right? Okay. And so it was very hot. This is like in July or August. And it's me and my brother who's sopping wet maybe 100 pounds. And my buddy, Stuart McLaughlin. We're all at ECU Steve Logan football camp, right? Little Stuart, little Patrick, and uh, I don't know your brother's name. but My brother, Little P-Man's yeah. brother. Yeah, Tate. 
we've ne- now I've never been to this kind of camp before, an athletics camp, because you know I I was a triathlete. I tried. I was not real good. So <laughs> I'm sitting there, and it's hot, and it's I mean it's like Eastern North Carolina, July, August, and somehow we had run out of like cups for water. They had the water stations, <laughs> but it was before you could spray the water station. So it was like a, a, a thing hose? where you got, yeah, you don't have they kind of have those water stations with the hose on them now. Yeah, yeah, spray. yeah. This, this was before all that. This is the sort of thing. You, it was like the old school cooler, but there was multiple of them. Gotcha. And we ran out of the, and there were guys, and it was hot, and it, we, we were working hard. They were, they were putting us through the paces. This wasn't a, uh, a hit and giggle, as uh, Tiger says. This was a real deal. And we, we got the cups. These guys were getting the cups out of the trash can. And refilling it and drinking it. That's how hot it was. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's going to be a no for me, dog. Well, it was a no for a little P-Man. Yeah, I can agree with that. Nothing wrong even, with that. Even back then, as a preteen or teen, I wasn't drinking after nobody. Don't like people reaching in my bag of chips. No. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not, not doing it after strangers. Like I wouldn't mind doing it after my brother or maybe a friend or two. But, yeah, I mean, that's just... Cool. Something you, you got drink? out of the trash and you start drinking out of it. I think that's well, no, it, that's a different we were, story here. We were all about to die. It was it was pretty rough. Cup your hands and start drinking. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, why not do that? Why was the first resort? Let's go in the trash. Well, because people needed cups, and that was the only way to get the water, and it was hot. Um, speaking of pirate football, practice last night. We got Rose football coming up on Friday night, 94-3 the game. Excited uh, that the Rampants are back. Uh, in uh, the championship round, yet another season. First time since 2015. So last night, Will Bland, you know, they put a an artificial turf in on uh, Keenan Stadium a couple years ago. And this was the first year where, you know, fans were in the stands and they had the, the synthetic turf. And uh, so I think a lot of people kind of forgot about it two years ago. But they played the state championships last spring for the high schools uh, at Keenan Stadium. They played four of them when it's still subdivided. And so they, you, they played on that turf. But Rose has not played on that artificial turf at any point. ECU has that at their practice field. So uh, Will Bland got a chance to go out and uh, take the rampants there, and he talked about uh, that and the practicing this week. Big week, but, you know, I've I talked to a lot of the other former coaches that have been to this, on this stage, and it's like you got to treat it like the rest of the week, treat it like the whole year. So try not to make it too big, make sure the kids are having fun, and uh, hopefully we get out there on Friday and get a big win. And then uh, Mike Houston afterwards came out and talked to the team. This is courtesy of uh, Nine on Your Side Sports. This is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I got to see you game last uh, Friday night. Great win. Great win over a very good opponent. I just want to tell you that everybody here in the community is really, really proud of you. We're really excited for you, and we're all pulling for you on the Okay, so just best of luck this week, and uh, just uh, yeah, go, go bring it back to uh, Greenville, right? Okay, hey, and enjoy the ride. You don't give me any chance to do something like this, so make sure you enjoy it. Everybody got that? Okay, hey, best of luck. Thanks, Coach. That was classy, wasn't it? That was really that was a real class move there, I thought. Coach used to come out and give the guys a little pep talk like that. That's pretty cool. Houston's uh, the personification of class here. I mean, you, yeah. we've seen it with our service members. We've seen it with people in our community. He's been a real class act and a real leader for this program. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, uh, Rose football. And this list could grow. And you can contact our guy, Hammer and Hank Hinton. Uh, if you want to jump on board our, our coverage Friday night, 
Uh, Rose football on 94-3 the game in the 3A championship game against Dudley. 7 o'clock Friday night from Chapel Thrill is brought to you by the law firm of Hardy, Massey, and Blodgett. First Bank, Caraway Office Solutions, Ernie Caraway, Stadium Sports, Doctors Bowman, Paget and Associates Dentistry, Sam Pollard and Son Heating and Air, Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center, CareMaster, and Meridian Park Apartments. We'll uh, remind you of that uh, maybe a time or two more during this show, and we'll remind you of that uh, as well uh, throughout the rest of the week. Uh, we'll be uh, here Friday, of course, with uh, a Football Friday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Getting you ready. Steve Beck is going to be with us tomorrow. He is the uh, gentleman who's the uh, president and CEO of the Military Bowl. So we're going to talk to him tomorrow uh, about uh, the Military Bowl and what made ECU attractive and about the matchup and things you can do and the nation's capital and Annapolis surrounding the bowl. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun tomorrow. So that's uh, coming up. On the Thursday, Patrick Johnson Show. We got Brian Mole later this hour. Let's break. We'll come back, have a pirate report for you. Hear from Joe Dooley after last night's win. Also, Vance Jackson, who poured in 23 to go along with eight boards. So stay tuned and don't drink after other people like these other knuckleheads across the way. flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com This year, U.S. Cellular is making a big deal out of the holidays. You can choose any phone from any brand free. That's right, any phone you see in our store is free. And get unlimited data for our best price of the season. Just $30 a month per line with four lines. Feel the locally grown joy from U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Limited time offer. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time time by visiting nationalguard.com sponsored by the north carolina army national guard aired by the north carolina association of broadcasters and this station you heard the saying there are two things every american does die and pay taxes well there's a third watch television listen we all watch tv but it doesn't need to be cable with a new dish about the size of a pizza dish installed on your home you have tv of the future did you
Did you know with this new home service you can watch TV at home on any computer or tablet that has the internet, even on your phone? Watch TV anywhere in the country, all with this new Dish TV service. You can go on vacation and take your TV service with you, even let your kids watch it at college, all for one low price, locked in for two years, and guaranteed to be cheaper than your cable bill. Call right now. 800-476-6087-800-476-6087-800-476-6087. That's 800-476-6087. Did you know breast cancer kills 113 people every day? That's unacceptable. African-American women die from breast cancer nearly 41% more than Caucasian women. That's unacceptable. Breast cancer is the leading cause of all cancer deaths for Hispanic women. Breast cancer is unacceptable. Together with Susan G. Komen, we're committed to reducing U.S. breast cancer deaths by half. And we're going to do it by 2026. Visit Komen.org slash unacceptable. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Today's Pirate Report is brought to you by Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop, your one-stop destination for hunting, fishing, and boating supplies. Also by Farm Bureau Insurance. They believe insurance is more than a product. It's a service. Local agents right here in your backyard. Also by Wilson Rhodes Heating and Air Conditioning, keeping you comfortable since 1961. ECU uh, continuing their uh, postseason practice preps for the bowl game. Uh, and, uh, of course, East Carolina and, <clears throat> excuse me, East Carolina and uh, Boston College. And we're going to have the director of the Military Bowl on tomorrow here on the uh, show. Looking forward to catching up with him. Uh, also, we're going to have... Uh, some uh, more about, uh, you know, East Carolina postseason and uh, all of that uh, for you as far as football goes uh, tomorrow here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Pirate basketball with a big win last night by uh, 11. Uh, they were on their way to winning that thing in blowout fashion over uh, a very, very uh, scrappy, let's say, uh, North Carolina A&T team. And uh, I think they're going to be better in the big uh, south than they're projected to be. 82-71, the final uh, for the Pirates last night as uh, ECU was led by 23 from Vance Jackson. J.J. Miles with 20 points and 9 rebounds. Wow. ECU hit 11 out of 28 uh, from 3. 11 points for uh, Tremont Robinson White off the bench to go along with 5 rebounds. And uh, Tristan Newton now has 13 games in a row with uh, double figures. He led the Pirates with 8 assists. He finished with 14 and uh, very quietly had a, a big effort uh, last night. All right, uh, this was Joe Dooley's reaction to the win over North Carolina A&T on today's Pirate Report. You know, just staying with my sides. Uh... Um, some good things, some bad things. Um, we, we didn't get off to a greatest start. I, I didn't think that we matched their energy early. I thought A&T had great energy, great pop, uh, especially on the offensive glass, which bothered us. I thought our first shot defense was good. Uh, but it was transition second shots that bothered us in the second half, in the first half. And I thought we tightened it up halftime in the second half and got in a little bit of an offensive rhythm and moved the ball around and, uh, you know, got control and then, you know, sort of lost our minds at the end, uh, which we got to, you know, make sure we, we tighten up, especially those young guys got to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. And 
uh, need to execute a little bit better. Attaboy, Joe. I mean, it's the truth. All right, uh, Pirates with uh, some pretty efficient shooting. Their shot selection, I thought, was pretty good last night. Joe Dooley on the ECU offensive output. Well, we got some, you know, Vance had a nice night tonight. I thought he, he did some really good things in JJ. And I think it's it's good because other coaches are going to take things away. I mean, you know, they were aggressive in ball screens with Tristan again tonight. Um, so I do think that's good. And um, yeah, it's it's nice to see a couple of those guys step up. And I thought RJ did some good things. And we got minutes from all those guys off the bench for the most part. Speaking of Vance Jackson, uh, Dooley was asked about his performance and presence inside and that of the freshman Brandon Johnson. Yeah, we can. We were a little bit more versatile. We, I mean, when those guys, BJ can, you know, although we play him as a five, he can be a four, so we can switch on some ball screens, which we did a little bit later. And, uh, you know, Vance is, is a good size kid, and he's strong, so we, you know, provided he's rebounding like he did tonight, we can, uh, you know, he can guard a five in some instances, and it helps us matchup wise on the other end. Ben, uh, now, did you notice in the first half, Brandon Suggs didn't seem like he was himself? Or, uh, I mean, did, yeah. Did you yeah. pick, yeah. I don't know if that had to do with injury or what the deal was, but he definitely well, seemed a little off. So he had right there near the end of the first half when he came out, <clears throat> he he had a look on his face to me like he was going to hurl. And I thought, oh, no, he's sick. Uh-oh, I mean, flu he just, game. He he looked real peaked. And we, can't, we have come to find out what exactly was going on with Suggs because he didn't play the entire second half, and he's been a factor for ECU this year. So that's, why, again, why I think the win last night was even more impressive. Here's uh, Coach Dooley on uh, what was up with Brandon Suggs. Uh, he tweeted it yesterday and retweeted it today. So, he, I, you know, I guess he stepped on someone's foot in the first half, and he couldn't, he couldn't go, so we, we sat him out second half. Uh, he's talking about his ankle there. Uh, and I guess he stepped on it in, in practice and uh, and then re-aggravated it. But he looked really to be in a lot of discomfort, I guess, when he did that. I, I just I happened to notice his face. That, uh, I'm assuming around the time that happened. I didn't see it happen, but I just he had a real look like, I got to get out of there. Uh, always anonymous text line, Ben. Has Mosher checked out of the hospital yet? He was absolutely mugged at the end of uh, the game. Jeez. Come on, no, guys. Well, no, no, look, as I said, that's assault in most jurisdictions. Yeah. He yeah. got beat up pretty good. He was bleeding from his lip for crying out loud. Yeah, okay. Joe, <laughs> Joe Dooley on Tristan Newton uh, being a facilitator, particularly in the first half last night. What's happening is when people run, you know, when there's ball screen situations, there's a tag. I mean, Tristan also had a couple of those laps that Brandon got in the first half where because they, they hedged the ball screen and Tristan found an open guy. I mean, there was two or three of them in the first half where Tristan threw the ball from the top right to a basket. And, um, or, or, you know, I, we, we did a better job of spraying the ball around and passing in the second half, but we thought with the uh, ball moved a little bit better. And then uh, Joe Dooley on the performance of Vance Jackson that we've talked about, uh, an ECU high for him, 23, to go along with eight rebounds. He hit four threes. Yeah, he did. Like, he, I thought he had one or two. Like, you know, he was he was shooting it pretty well, but he had that step back where in the first half he did a nice job of shot faking, just taking a, a you know pull up two and just simplifying sometimes. And you know, he was running a little. He was you know on a little bit of a roll, so I think he tried a little bit of a step back, but just sometimes simple is, is better. Courtney, if I skip a cut and come back to it, are you equipped for that? Are you ready to do this? This is this is not running the top camera, but okay. Well, let's let's go to cut eight here. 
and uh, Joe Dooley talked about the second half. Yeah, we had some stretches. I mean, even earlier in the second half, where we, you know, we we went up ten or nine, and then you know we gave up a three point, you know, a three point shot. Uh, I, we changed defense. It's my fault. You know, we had a little bit of roll, and I just thought they were going to drive it, so we we went zone. And they hit a three, and that's part of it. And uh, but I, you know, the, the latter part, we had control of it, and then we sort of, like I said, we lost our minds for a little bit. So we can't have that happen. <laughs> uh, what uh, needs to improve, Coach Dooley? That and then when we we score, we relax on defense, which is the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. When we when we score points, we don't have the same. We need to maintain the same defensive intensity. The other day we couldn't score, so we guarded better. That's got to be when you score, you get even better on defense. Is what we got to get figured out quickly. And then uh, we'll we'll hear about that in a moment here when we uh, come back to cut seven. But this will be cut ten, and this is when coach expects uh, Luigi to be back. You know, his grandmother died, so he was uh, attending her funeral very close to her. And then with Suggs and his ankle, obviously rest, which they'll have here during the exam break, will be helpful for that. So when does uh, Coach Dooley expect Luigi and Suggs to return? Hopefully back. Hopefully maybe practice some minutes at the end of this week. I mean, we'll get Luigi. Luigi will be back on uh, Thursday, so we'll 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 get those two guys back, which will help. This is uh, to to Luigi and his family, Luigi Debo, uh, with the loss of his grandmother. All right, uh, what will be going on during the exam break and the ten days off before the Pirates play again? Cut seven. We go. We get. Uh, we won't play again until the seventeenth. So we got ten days. We'll give the guys off tomorrow, and we'll. Uh, I'll uh, try to get some guys healthy and get some guys back and, and um, you know, we'll start working. We'll do some stuff on Thursday with some rehab and some stretching and some lifting, and uh, we'll get back to work on Friday. All right, there you go. Uh, this is what uh, led to his performance tonight. Now we're hearing from Vance Jackson. You know, just staying with my side, just, uh, you know, just having confidence and things like that. Um, you know, my confidence never is going to drop. I'm always going to let it fly. You know, my teammates believe in me. I put in so much work every day, you know, before and after practice. So it's just a matter of time. They're all going to start dropping. I feel like I'm still missing too many shots, you know. So, but I still feel like, you know, as, as we get going, things going to be looking a little bit more, like, fluent. He's just a good guy, isn't he, Ben? I mean, he's like, you look at him, and he, he's a man. I mean, he's huge. Like, he plopped down beside Massive. me yesterday after. And, I mean, like, it was, we had to, like, move his legs. It was, you know. And he was just, uh, but he's such a nice guy. He, he's so He carries himself so well. He's, if he can just, uh, every two out of three games, kind of do what he's done two out of the last three games, this could be a tough team to beat. Uh, we talked to and asked Vance Jackson about the time off for the Pirates coming up. Yeah, for sure. You know, we got a couple, hopefully a couple of days off. You know, I don't know, Coach Dewey, he gonna make us work now. But uh, you know, we are gonna uh, lock in our schoolwork. But then we are gonna also stay in the gym. You know, we don't want to lose this little rhythm we got going. We trying to keep it going. You know, like we don't like losing. You know, I ain't come here to lose. So we just gonna try to figure a way to get better. You know, without you know hurting our bodies and things like that. Just get extra treatment take advantage of that time and then uh he talked about tristan newton's passing ability is uh tristan finished with eight assists 
So I always knew uh, Tristan Capaz. You know, I came into this program, you know, watching the film and all the guys and things like that. And also, when I came here, the team was like, you're going to love playing with Tristan. He's going he gonna to get you the ball. And, you know, he does it in practice. The passes he'd be doing in practice is crazy. And I, I'm trying to see when he's going to do it in the game. I feel like it's all going to be coming, you know. Like, when my shots going to be falling, I feel like it's coming. More of his game going to be getting exposed in a good way. So. Y'all ain't seen nothing from Tristan yet. He still got a lot more in his bag, so. Pretty good. Uh, one of the top assist guys in the league. He came in top five at scoring and uh, second in free throw shooting. Tristan Newton with Vance Jackson and J.J. Miles, the story last night, 23 and 20, respectively. All right, Ben, you ready for an update uh, here? Ben Byram's got a uh, 2020 sports flash for you here, midway point of the show. And when we come back after the break, uh, we'll catch up with Brian Mall. Talks of college hoops, particularly uh, ECU's win over A&T. And Tiger says he will be playing golf uh, with his son next week. So uh, mall on hoops, mall on golf, but now Byram on sports. Thanks, Patrick. Let's start with part basketball, shall we, as they remain undefeated at home after defeating NCANT last night, 82-71. Vance Jackson led the way with, as he scored 23 points and eight rebounds. Here was his thoughts on what might have led to his performance last night. You know, just staying with my side, just, uh, you know, just having confidence and things like that. Um, you know, my confidence never is going to drop. I'm always going to let it fly. You know, my teammates believe me. I put in so much work every day, you know, before and after practice. So it's just a matter of time. They're all going to start dropping. I feel like I'm still missing too many shots, you know, so. But I still feel like, you know, as, as we get going, things going to be looking a little bit more, like, fluent. Vance Jackson was the only one to show up last night as a 1,000 Pirates students attended in Minji's Coliseum. Meanwhile, Farmville Central alum Tyler May also played last night. He had a solid day for the Aggies as he scored 12 points and four rebounds. Pirate basketball returned to action next Friday as they took on the Liberty Flames at 1.30 in Charlotte. Big news out of the sport of golf, Tiger Woods will be returning to competition next week, 10 months after his car crash. So he'll be playing an unofficial event with his son. From the NFL, ESPN insider Jordan Schultz reports that Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson will consider waiving his no-trade clause for the Broncos, Giants, or Saints. And from the NBA Trailblazers guard and former All-Star guard C.J. McCollum will miss a significant amount of time due to a collapsed right lung. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I've been Barham. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Football. 94.3 The Game. Hey, I want to tell you about Wilson Roads Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been in the keeping you comfortable business for 60 years on Hooker Road in Greenville. Steve Rhodes, second generation, gives each customer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Wilson Rhodes, an authorized train dealer specializing in new installations, home replacements, service agreements on all makes and models. Go online at wilsonroads.com for simple financing options that are just a few clicks away. To get the job done right, Wilson Rhodes, you'll be comfortable in no time in Greenville. 
Chico's Mexican Restaurant is the home of the best margaritas. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Tuesday for the Gulp of Mexico, a huge 46-ounce lime margarita for only $6.99. On Thursdays, relax and enjoy half-price pitchers of Chico's house margaritas. Choose from lime, strawberry, blood orange, raspberry, or peach. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and now available through DoorDash, featuring a half-gallon of the famous margarita mix to go for only $9.99. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. The new Ace Hardware is open in Greenville at the corner of Charles Boulevard and Fire Tower Road. So get ready, Greenville, for great customer service. The new Ace Hardware features great grills from Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, and more. Plus, name brand tools like Husqvarna, Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman, and the new Ego line. The new Ace also has a full line of Benjamin Moore paints. Get ready, Greenville. The new Ace Hardware store is open. Come see them at the corner of Charles and Fire Tower in the old Rite Aid location. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, football is back, just how you remembered it. Tailgates with an ice-cold Pepsi in hand, totally back. That between-play sprint to the fridge for more Pepsi is back, baby. (laughs) I really miss this. Anyways, consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment, your mom told us you look great, so you should probably reschedule. Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages. It's been so long. Nope, sorry, Susan, not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. (sighs) That's what I like. Hi, this is Billy Parker from Parker's Barbecue. Did you know that we cater? Let us cater your next private event, church gathering, or backyard party. From traditional pick pickings to regular chopped barbecue, Parker's has anything you need. Parker's, where you're always treated like family. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 943thegame.com. And now, back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. I'm alright, nobody but about me. Why you got to give me a fight? We've got great sponsors for our Rose football broadcast of the state championship game on Friday. They include the law firm of Hardy, Massey, and Blodgett, First Bank, Caraway Office Solutions, Stadium Sports, Doctors Bowman, Paget and Associates Dentistry, Sam Pollard and Son Heating and Air Conditioning, Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center, Caremaster, and Meridian Park Apartments as uh, the Rampants will be vying for a state title as they take on Greensboro Dudley. I talked to Kevin Motzinger a little earlier today. He, of course, now is coaching Wallace Rose Hill. They're playing Shelby in the 2A game, and I'll be on the TV sideline for that at NC State. Brian Mull is in Wilmington. He joins us here. Motzinger, you know, I, I know Wilmington's 
little more posh now than maybe it was 15 years ago, but Motzinger seemed like he would have stuck out like a sore thumb there, even 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Motzinger, he was as entertaining a coach to know and cover as any that's passed through here. Uh, certainly, uh, I was pretty involved in the high school football world here in Wilmington when he was at New Hanover, and uh Remember going to a couple of uh, their practice, summer late summer practices over at Thirteenth and Ann at the facility over there, and uh, he he had some great lines. Uh, yeah, he still got master motivated, and um, I think he has found a home, perfect fit there in in Wallace Rose Hill, uh, and uh, happy for it. All right, Brian, a uh, big win for the Pirates last night on the hardwood, as Joe Dooley's bunch, despite some injuries and a little bit of attrition. Uh, forge through. And look, I, I think this is a, an NCA and T team that's going to be better as the year goes on and will actually uh, have a pretty good finish in the uh, Big South. So that win will look good. And uh, now the Pirates have some time to get healthy. They have some time to get ready for the uh, Liberty Flames. They do. And if you look at, uh, you know, I always do a preseason kind of assessment once the schedule comes out and yeah, eight and two is is about where I had this this ECU team thinking uh, it was possible that they could win two of the three games in Myrtle Beach, and they certainly could have done that. Uh, but you know, two losses to two top seventy teams, uh, nothing to be ashamed of, and both of those very competitive. And they've taken care of business at home against some opponents they they should beat, who've played some different styles and given them some different looks and. They've won some close games, which I think is always valuable uh, later on. Um, you know, I know Joe would have probably liked to have seen his guys play a little better in some of those games, but at the end of the day, you just want to get out of there with a win in those late-game situations. And, uh, yeah, the break is always good. It's a lot of basketball. They've played, you know, 10 games in less than a month. Um, and, like you said, time to get healthy uh, and, and get ready for uh, the last little tune-up here before they get into the American. Yeah, and uh, Ken Palm's got them this morning at 158. If you look at where they were in things like APR and, you know, even Ken Palm when Joe got here, to be where they are now, and then I'm a big eyeball test guy. I know you like the Ken Palm and the, you know, the next-gen stuff and all that and the analytics, which is cool. I'm You know, I'm, I'm embracing it, as you know. But uh, I'm an eyeball guy growing up in basketball. And they got some dudes that look like they belong. And last night, those guys started to play like they belong. Well, you're exactly right. And, I mean, looking at the metrics, when in Joe's first game, uh, November 6th of 2018, they were they were 279 in Kim Palm. And, you know, that, that was very accurate. And they stayed in the, the 200s most of that year. So, uh, you know, you're talking about a jump of 120 spots uh, above the average in Division One. Uh, and with opportunity now uh, playing a team like Liberty and, and then getting into the American to, to certainly uh, every win basically will help your your rating. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hats off to him for, for building it, for dealing with it, for coming in and not having much of a roster to begin with and uh, being able to, to recruit guys and uh, handle the transfer portal and uh, lose an all-conference guy. Uh after last season and, and actually have a better product on the court this season. I mean, I think, uh, says a lot about his ability to coach and run a program. 
Uh, he's proven that he can do that at numerous places. And, uh, you know, eight and two is, is a good spot. Brian Mull covering college basketball for uh, various outlets, Blue Ribbon, others, uh, College Insider, at BG Mull on Twitter. Everything golf, and we'll talk some of that before we uh, say goodbye to him here. Everything golf and everything um, basketball, college basketball that you want to know. Hey, uh, Brian, when you look at, you know, the the fact that they obviously, you know, they get a they got an interesting little stretch here. I think that Liberty on a neutral court is huge. Boy, you win that, and, and I think you're in a real nice position. Uh, Southern Miss should be, you know, a, a pretty good victory, one would think. The Pirates will be favored in that. Then you open with Wichita State, and then your road openers New Year's Day in the conference against, and and your true road openers in the New Year's Day against uh, USF. So, I mean, they've got a nice little, I wouldn't say, well, manageable might be too strong a word with Wichita State in there, but, I mean, they have a stretch where there's some, you know, even two and two in that stretch I think is, is pretty respectable. No, I agree. And then uh, follow that up with a home game against Tulane and, and a trip to Temple, and uh, you're looking at, East Carolina with a very good opportunity here over these next six games, which will, will unfold over over the course of uh, you know four weeks, really having a chance to, to build some momentum, uh, which they're going to need because the, right after that the, the stretch is brutal. Um, they have six games in, in in the latter part of January that are going would test any program in the country. So they need to they need to take care of their business and build some momentum and. Uh, you know, when you look at the way this team has shared the ball and shot the ball, that's the, really the biggest improvement I see over last season. Uh, and therefore, their offensive numbers are better. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's basketball. You have to make some baskets. Yeah. And uh, they, they are uh, they're doing that and still continuing to defend at a high level, especially in the paint, which is, uh, you know, something that typically carries over from game to game. So a lot to be excited about, I think, on that front. I think, you know, once you get into January, hopefully you get some students back into the arena there and create a little bit of a, an atmosphere and, and, and a real home court edge. You know, I watched that that JMU-Virginia game last night. Yeah, and uh, how about that? 8,500 people, the, the students were in there an hour or so before tip-off, stormed court afterward, and uh, it, it made a difference uh, in the game. There's no doubt about it. Uh had that game been played last year when there were no fans in the building, I don't think JMU would have had much of a chance. So uh, it matters. I, I'm, I'm going to come back to ECU here, but let, since you brought that up, you know, I want to knock Jaden Gardner because Jaden Gar- I, I thought Jaden Gardner when I first saw him as a junior in high school was a really, really great player with a great motor. But in some ways, this ECU team, the ball didn't stick a lot last night. I mean, you had a lot of five pass possessions last night and they shot it seemed like a high percentage on those five pass possessions that hadn't been happening the last two years and and you know I'm not going to pretend I've studied the Cavaliers but I mean you know that offense doesn't lend itself for a lot of fluidity Gardner's game and he continues to kind of lead him doesn't lend itself to moving the basketball I mean there's a little black hole element to his game when he gets at the pivot so you know that just kind of speak on that because that's you know look that's something that's kind of being more than murmured about in, in Pirate Nation. Well, and uh, the two the two baskets uh, Molson for JMU made the two winning baskets and they and they were both tough shots and Gardner was was defending them. Uh, 
yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, Molson took him both times. And I'm not knocking Gardner's defense. He played pretty good defense on both of them. But the uh, fact is, he, his man scored the two baskets that won the game. And, uh, you yeah, know, Virginia missed a ton of three-point shots that they would probably make, you know, could make. Uh, some of them were open last night as well. But, uh, you know, he plays hard. But but he's a little limited, you know. Even uh, he's, at the end of the day, he's he's a, he's six six and not super athletic. And uh, he, I agree with East Carolina's offense. Uh, going back to that, I mean, they're assisting. They've assisted on sixty two percent of their field goals, which is sixteenth in the country. And um, you know that's impressive. That that means guys are uh, are playing for the team, or sharing the ball are trying to get the best shot on each possession and, and not really too concerned about who's taking it. And uh, it, it's reflected in their shooting percentages, especially from three. And, uh, you know, their turnover rate's been solid. And, uh, you know, that those are signs of five guys playing together, which is very important. By the way, uh, Cavaliers, six and four, they'll play fairly Dickinson uh, on uh, the Saturday before Christmas and then they start ACC play. So, uh, against a struggling Clemson outfit. All right, uh, Brian Mole with us here. I want to get back to the Pirates quickly. Uh, Vance Jackson, and you and I have talked off the air a lot about Vance Jackson, but 23-8 and eight last night. Even against Gardner-Webb, he wasn't great on offense, but he was doing other things like defending, rebounding, getting out in passing lanes. Uh, and then he puts it together last night with the shooting. He shoots above 50%. He you know, took nine threes, hit four of them. So that's pretty efficient. Pirates didn't fall in love with the three-point shot last night, although it ended up being half their shots. But, you know, they also did other things, I thought, going towards the basket and pull-ups. I mean, that was offensively a pretty good performance from ECU, I thought, at least in their shot selection. No doubt. And uh, – reflected in uh, not only their field shooting percentages, but uh, their ability to get to the free throw line. Um, you know, they made 17 free throws and A&T only attempted 11. And if you're winning that battle every night, uh, there's a very good chance you're going to win the basketball game. You well, know, yeah, but let's talk, let's, yeah, let's talk Vance Jackson real quick. I, I got lost in my own question there. But, I mean, here's the Sorry, guy. Um, yeah, no, I, I got lost in the question. That's where I was wanting to ask you. I mean, he plays the 38 minutes last night. Uh, I interviewed him after the game. He, you know, said, "I wanted to. I want to prove I can play D on the perimeter." I think he's out to prove something this year, and and it and and he stayed confident even in some games where he's not been great offensively. He's the most talented guy on the team, and when you see him, you know, I was there in Myrtle Beach for the Davidson game, and he he looks the part. Uh, a, a lot of the game comes very easily to him and uh you know he's well traveled certainly but his talent has, has traveled with him to all of those stops and there's things he can do on a basketball court that are just very difficult to defend when you have a guy that size who can score inside and out and if he is uh you know able to defend on the perimeter that just makes the team so much better he, he's really the x factor i think uh i don't think he's going to get 23 every night but you look at two 20 point games in the last three games for him uh Certainly, a guy who can who can get red hot beyond the arc, but what what he if he can continue to provide a presence defensively and and on the glass at his size, um, you know he's going to continue to earn the type of minutes that you've seen Joe give him the last two or three games. And I think he needs to to be on the floor, 
and uh, and he he's a big you know his, his season will kind of dictate how the pirate season unfolds. All right, uh, big news coming out uh, today about midday. Tiger Woods returning to competition next week, ten months after his car crash. It is an unofficial event. He's playing with his son, so I'm sure that's got a lot to do with it. How about that? Wow. What a, what a great piece of news. I mean, who would have thought when you saw that car, when you heard the reports, serious considerations of amputation. I mean, I had an orthopedic guy tell me that they, most people, they probably would have amputated uh, in that situation just to, you know, prevent any the, all the risks of infection and, and various other complications that can arise from that. So they did everything they could to, to not have to amputate his leg. And, uh, you know, knowing how hard he could work in re- rehab just to be able to walk again. And then uh, at his event last week, was hitting balls every day on the range. Um, swing looks great. And, you know, he, he admitted on, on the broadcast that uh, being able to play what he calls hit and giggle golf with his son and being able to play on the tour are not, are not the same thing. But it just shows how badly he wants to be out there, how much he enjoys being part of this event and competing and, and watching his son develop and be on that stage and uh, thrive as he did last year. And uh, I, I think it's terrific just for golf, uh, for Tiger, for Charlie, for all of us. Uh, you know, uh, how, how much there, – there's no better pleasure than, than being out there with your family playing golf at any level and uh, for him to be able to do it. I, I, I just, what, what a cool thing, whether he plays in any tour events in 2022 or not, uh, I have a feeling he might, but this is great. Uh, Brian Mole with us uh, here. Uh, this is that kind of father son event. I think if not for his kid being involved, uh, he probably might not be trying to give it a go next week. No, I agree. I agree. It's been his motivation, I would think, through all of this. Uh, his initial motivation to be able to get to the point where he can walk out on, you know, outdoors, out on a golf course, at least with crutches or, or, or maybe without, was to go watch his son compete in junior golf tournaments that he's playing in around the around the area down there and uh, in South Florida. And that motivated him to to do the work that he needed to to be able to to, to get outside and get through his rehabilitation and this was probably the next next phase of that, you know, to be able to get enough strength in, in that leg and, and, and develop uh, to the point where he could, he could compete in this tournament. It was probably a nice goal for him to have. And the fact that it's come to fruition is, is, is pretty cool. Uh, you know, and, and, and just the, the enjoyment that he, that he has in watching his son, just like his father had with him, you know, that's special. And these are these, you know, these times pass pretty soon. Charlie will be in college and, playing amateur and golf and maybe turning pro and doing his own thing. And, and these opportunities won't last forever. So uh, I think it's, it's terrific that Tiger's able to take advantage of it. And he could use a cart next week. I'm, I'm not sure about that. Okay. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not certain. I mean, you have some, uh, I mean, Lee Trevino's played in this thing and he's 80. Uh, I would imagine. So, but I'm not a hundred percent on that, but, but okay. I would think, Nobody would have a problem if they bent the rules and let him ride. Right, no, I was going to say, if, we're, if there's ever a time to bend the rules, this is it. <laughs> this is it. All right, hey, Brian, great to catch up with you. Two uh, great topics there, and uh, we'll, we'll chat with you soon. Always a pleasure, Patrick. Thank you.
Yeah, absolutely. At BG Mole on Twitter, follow him there. Thanks to Brian for being on with us today. Steve Beck is the uh, gentleman who runs the military bowl. We're going to talk to him tomorrow on the show and uh, go through ECU to buy those military bowl tickets. Pirates get a piece of that money, and uh, it's a time where they could certainly use athletics can uh, that uh, cash. Intern Courtney, camera operator Courtney, great job today. Ben Byram, ones and twos, wonderful as always. All right, uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. Patrick Johnson show. Have a great evening. See you in the morning on the TOT. Dr. Danielle Hofat, the specialist at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, want to keep you healthy. These two doctors provide personal consultations and offer treatment and quality care for all your GI needs. Just call the office at 252-758-8181.